Welcome to Ice Cream Sunday. My name is Austin Buckner, and this is the pro wrestling episode that you've all been waiting for. Uh, Ice Cream Sunday podcast is one of many sponsors of a huge show that's happening this Friday, September 2nd in Chicago, Illinois. It is called Black Wrestlers Matter Chicago Blackout. Uh, We are sponsoring a wrestler by the name of The Ewok. He is the current reigning and defending Wrestle League champion. He is defending that title on the Black Wrestlers Matter Chicago Blackout show against Shaq Jordan. And we were fortunate enough to sit down with the Ewok, talk about his journey to the Wrestle League Championship and what it means to defend that title on such a big show uh, during All Out Weekend in Chicago, AEW's All Out Weekend in Chicago. A huge show with incredible implications uh some of the best black talent from across the midwest all in one place logan square auditorium so the ewok was was gracious enough to uh, give us about 45 minutes of his time sit down talk about his journey talk about his passion for pro wrestling Um, if you are a pro wrestling fan this is the episode for you if you're not a fan of professional wrestling Man, sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to a wrestling fan like myself and one of the best up-and-coming pro wrestlers talk about why they love this sport. Um, You're going to enjoy it. The Ewok was an incredible guest, and I can't thank him enough for for stopping by and, uh, and sitting down with us and talking about pro wrestling, his life, what got him into wrestling, what makes him a champion, and what it means to defend that title on the Black Wrestlers Matter Chicago Blackout Show. So, like I said, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode number 21 of the Ice Cream Sunday podcast featuring the Ewok. first came across to you um in 2018 was it at uh at wrestle league in chicago and you were kind of just getting started with wrestling but you had already made a name for yourself in hip-hop can you talk a little bit about how you got started in in hip-hop yeah dog uh like it started like obviously it, it started like real young like i always wanted to be a rapper when i was a little kid i used to just write rhymes and whatnot but i was always too like shy to like try to like freestyle or whatever but i've always had like rhymes like in the back in my back pocket i used to like you know recite my rhymes at parties or just like just in classrooms and lunch rooms with the with the like somebody beatboxing and like maybe when i like got into college that's when like people started calling my bluff you know like, keep on saying you're a rapper but I don't hear no music. Where, where your music at? You know what I mean? And like, yeah, like college, I kind of just started like making, making my, making my music, started linking up with people, started recording. And it's just like the rest is just like, I kind of just started linking up, going to shows, but mostly like pop punk, hardcore shows. 
And then uh, I met this band but by the name of Drowning, beat down hardcore band out of Chicago. And then, like, from there, I just started, like, traveling the country with them and going on tour, just being their opening act. And then that just led to, like, go, us going to Europe, Puerto Rico, just other places, just, just all around the world, just, like, just chilling, you know, just like, just doing the, the art form of this, this hip-hop and working the crowd. And, like, all that shit kind of just, just just as like the same thing with wrestling is like you're working a crowd it is it's like it's 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 very like fulfilling like you know just just being in front of a crowd and just rocking them it just got got them in the palm of your hand dog it sounds like you and i have very similar uh upbringings when it comes to like music and hip-hop or music and and wrestling so i started making making music in high school but it was nothing like professional it was just like in a friend's living room or a friend's basement or a friend's bedroom and like they would have a setup and they would make very simple beats on like fl studio or fruity loops um but it wasn't until i got into college that like really started taking music seriously for me and that was because i met a a punk rock band a hardcore band um so that really influenced my style when i met this band out of saint joe missouri called milwaukee's beast i mean my, my style really changed it became less of like a uh I mean, I grew up with like, you know, Nelly, 50 Cent uh, was really, really making it big at that time. Like when I was kind of graduating uh, high school was when like, um, like the Kanye West 50 Cent beef on 106 and Park happened and like that whole thing. So that really influenced my style. I get into college, I meet these bands and I my style becomes more like a sort of like a Rage Against the Machine, Run the Jewels kind of kind of thing. Can you talk about how your music changed once you started linking up with those those rock bands yeah it was like like i already already got a dope dope like like an aggressive like rap voice it was like more like a like a like people compare me to a, like um not like an mf doom like a like a ghost face a little bit of a ghost face killer uh action bronson like like a little bit of like that and like my lyrics got a little bit more aggressive. Like the delivery got like mad aggressive, kind of like that hardcore, like grit to it. Like it, it was just like, I was more shouting my raps than like actually like rapping my raps. But like, it kind of, it kind of just, it kind of just gave me my own style, my own flavor, my own pizzazz to my music. And like each, each one of my albums, each one of my EPs and albums, it, it like it it came down to like a different projection like when from when I first started and then when I started hanging out with like like with, with all my beat down and part like hardcore kids and it kind of like that kind of just like it kind of like changed my delivery on, on hip hop and then like it kind of just like damn there's this hip hop dude basically co-headlining hardcore shows now and like people are like moshing to all my music, people throwing down like all my music. So it's just like it's heavily influenced, but it's just like my delivery changed. Like once I started hanging out with those bands, and like my stage presence got a little bit more rowdier. Yeah, I started jumping higher. Started, For sure. you know, just start just like throwing the mic, just just being this like on some straight up like pop pop punk hardcore stuff, doing posi jumps. Like it, it's it, it's yeah, like like my it my live setting changed as well. It became a little bit more rowdier, a little bit. Yeah. Who are some of the rappers or maybe not even hip hop? Who are some of the musicians overall that influenced your style when you were growing up and and started making your own music? 
uh outcast uh andre 3000 a little bit more than than the big boy but like outcast was like hip-hop wise like one of my biggest influences um because like they were always out the box like they were always they were always different even like big boy had it like had his like nuances of just being different the way he rapped because like that southern style like you a lot of people thought they were from new york they didn't know nobody really thought they were from atlanta mm-hmm. and like that's one of my influences but like i love performing and like one of my like just performing perform like the greatest performer of all time is prince absolutely and just, like, like his stage presence the way the, the the way like his production and everything and then like kanye west is another one the way he performs the, the way his presence on stage is just like it, it's it's he, all eyes are on him you know what i'm saying and those are really like a lot of my influences and just like just like being an entity of a hip-hop artist mf doom and just like just being like like that that like that like cult classic yeah for sure mf doom and it's like now that's like one of my favorite artists as well so i got outcast i got prince (laughs) i got I got Kanye, I got MF Doom. I I got like the, those are like my main influences. When I was doing when I was making music and I was doing my hip hop in front of like rock crowds, I felt like they understood it. They 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 got what I was what I was going for and then I would do shows that were kind of strictly hip hop shows, hip hop showcases and I would open for other uh like rappers and it was a, it was a completely different crowd. Can you talk a little bit about how you felt rapping in front of like these rock crowds and then if you like a hip-hop exclusive crowd and that culture that scene how is it different or did you did you switch up your style at all and you were just like hey this is who i am accept me for you know what i do or did you kind of switch up your style when it came to different crowds uh i i didn't really switch up my style like i kind of just like had them in like it took like it took him. I had that guy DJ DJ Kurt Henney. He's a huge wrestling fan too. Nice. He, he he always warms them up with like music that they know. Okay. Okay. Like 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 music that they could relate to. Like your top. Like he'll play some like some 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 Chief Keef into some Kanye. Like like the songs that you know. Get 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 them warmed up. And then I come out with my first banger, and like. And people's like, yo, this dude's actually real good. Like that's how I do like with regular hip hop shows. But like hardcore shows and pop punk shows, I like I normally just go into my set. You know what I mean? But like sure. like hip hop shows need that nuance of this dude's coming up, his DJ is spinning like some of the hot, hottest like tracks there is right now. And everybody's reacting, everybody's shouting, everybody's singing the songs, and I come on stage and I rip it up. And it's just like it it's it just like got that more hip-hop flavor just catered towards the people trying to listen to hip-hop and like i don't think i've ever like my first couple shows were kind of trash but like once i got like to bigger venues like like bottom lounge and and, uh e kitchen stuff like that it's just like i I started to 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 knowing like reading a crowd it's the same thing wrestling bro like just knowing knowing how to how to read a crowd and knowing what you can and can't do and you can't you can't tell a whole hip hop crowd to mosh, you know what I'm saying, or or crowd surf, or you know you can't jump into the crowd, like you know what I mean. It's 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 some things you can and can't do, but but yeah, it's just like 
So sometimes this is like that, uh, just my DJ doing something different in the beginning. But at the end of the day, it's like, once you get them, you get, once you get any crowd going, they, they go until the end and they want more. You had mentioned a couple of venues that you've played. Um, where, where are some of the more notable places that you've played so far? And, and what's, uh, what's on your to-do list? What's, what's on your, your vision board, so to speak, as places that you, you want to perform hip hop music? Well, uh, I just make beats now. Okay. <laughs> like, like, I, like, I don't even like rap. Like, I, I want to focus on, on wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, if, 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 I, if I had hip hop on my plate and, and like, I, like my, my main goal was, was to, to go to Europe, tour in Europe and do my thing. And like, after I did that, I was like, yo, I could just focus on wrestling. I got a little six year plan for, for wrestling you know, and it's like, <laughs> I'm just doing my thing, man. For sure. It's like, it's just like I played at the Metro. I played at, at I played at a uh, beat kitchen. I played at like, like many other like local underground venues, but mm-hmm. like they're, they're like popping venues or sub T. Like I, I headlined at sub T once and I had like a pizza party. I, like I threw out pizza during my set for roll ups and <laughs> you know? I had a beef sandwich. I was throwing out beef sandwiches and shit. Like, <laughs> it, like, yeah, dude. It's, it, it, that's about it. But yeah, man, I just I just want to focus on on wrestling and 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 what comes with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. From, from the video, from from me doing my promos, from from me like making my own vignettes. Uh, is is just like there's a lot that goes in wrestling from rather than just wrestling. You know. So it's just like I, I just want I just want to give wrestling my full undivided attention. I make beats on 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 the meantime and and like you know now, if I get the if if I get the edge to rap again I I'll, I'll rap again. But right now I'm just, just purely wrestling. Now, did you use the name the Ewok for both music and wrestling? Yeah, I've been an Ewok man since eighth grade. Where, where did that name come from? So I was one of the few. I was one of the first kids when I was in eighth grade to have a beard. Okay, <laughs> and everybody does the dozens. Everybody, I won't say bullying, but everybody kind of just roast each other. Mm-hmm. And there was one of the kids at lunch who was like, "Yo, this this, this dude look like fucking Ewok," <laughs> and it kind of stuck because, like, now, like, you got all the kids in your classroom calling you the Ewok. Like, it just stuck. And then like, you, you go to high school and, you, you know, obviously you went to the same grammar school as a lot of kids. And it's like, oh, what up, Ewok? Why do you call that kid Ewok? I look, look at him. He looked like an Ewok. Look at his beard. Look at his lips. He looked like an Ewok. Oh, he does look like an Ewok. And it just <laughs> it just transitioned. Like, it legit just transitioned to college. And then once I really did start rapping, that it just, like, I'm, like my, my one of my favorite wrestlers as, as well is, is Taz. Uh, so like when he went to WWE, he added the extra Z to it. Yeah, for sure. So I added, so I added an extra K. Oh, that's where the extra K comes from. Is Taz? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, so so I added an extra K. So so like you know, so so nobody gets sued. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it sounds like you you had always had music in your life growing up, and so you know you wanted to grow up and and, and make music. Did you always have wrestling in your life as well? Were you always oh, a fan as bro. a young kid? 
Yeah, like I, when I was a little kid, I really didn't like wrestling. Like, like when I was like, like five, like my grandma, my grandmother liked wrestling. I was like, I wouldn't say I was forced to watch wrestling, but I was forced to watch wrestling. Okay. And like, I kind of was like, yo, like this kind of dope, because she she was a huge WCW fan, and you know, uh, she she passed away when I was six. But like, I don't know what happened. I was like on on my like little Saturday mornings. And my, on my Monday nights, I used to just turn on wrestling, just like I like, I just out of habit, you know. Uh, and then around that time, uh, you know, uh, the attitude, the attitude era was just about to start. Uh, NWO is just about to do their thing. Hogan's the 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 third man, and like I got in, like I got into wrestling hardcore right before the attitude era, before like. <laughs> before the nwo started popping out bro and and like once the nwo dx all those people attitude area like i kind of just got hooked on any type of wrestling yeah. not just not just wwe wcw like bro um you know i've I've always had you know illegal cable <laughs> when, I, when i was a kid i had a black box and used to get like japanese channels okay and i would see like 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 uh all japan noah like like all that stuff bro and i never i never knew how to pronounce anybody's names until like <laughs> i got older and like i used to like there'd be commercials for video games that i never see like i ain't never seen before and like when i was a kid i was always looking for virtual 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 pro wrestler oh yeah two. and i could never find them <laughs> but like you know i like I ended up finding it a little bit like later in life, but it's just like I fell in love with like Japanese wrestling from there. Like I fell in love with ECW used to come on like eleven o'clock at night when when I was a little kid on public access. Like just any type of wrestling I fell in love with. And I used to go to Coconuts by DVDs. I didn't care who was on it. Like if it was wrestling, I was into it, you know. So it's it's I just like fell in love with wrestling, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's just weird, like how like things that you kind of didn't like as a kid, but you like you kind of grow to like it, but For you sure. end up loving it. Is Virtual Pro the Japanese game that they reskinned and turned into WCW versus the World here in the yes. states? Okay, yeah, perfect. It, it, it was that first before before anything. Yeah, because like that was their that was their first game, and then when I saw that shit, because like at the at the time we kind of really had like. It was it was it was that and then it was like another it was a couple other like weird games, but like it all like all of our games were made were modeled after that game. So I watched um I, I grew up watching wrestling because like my uncle Shane was a huge pro wrestling fan. And so he he had me growing up watching wrestling from the time I was, you know, two or three years old. And then every time wrestling came through Des Moines, we would drive up there. And so I would see like Nitro in Ames or I would see Raw in Des Moines. And so I got to see like The Rock, Stone Cold, all the all the big wrestlers up close. And then when I started growing up and like I, I graduated high school, like I, I think I kept like either consciously or subconsciously kept watching wrestling because it kept me kept me close to like my uncle, you know, like I didn't get to see him every day. It kept me close to him. Do you think maybe consciously or subconsciously you growing into a, a fandom for wrestling uh, was a way to, to keep you close with your your grandmother after she passed? Oh, yeah, most definitely. 
and like it, it it got to a point where I wanted to I wanted to wrestle as a little kid. I used to make my own little belts out of cardboard. Like like it it got like like a crazy addiction, dog. Like yeah, most most definitely like I kind of like did everything in her honor, you know. Yeah, for sure. Who were some of her favorite wrestlers um, when you oh, were a she, kid? So she liked Arn Anderson, Surfer Sting, Dick the Bruiser. Um, man, it was Ric Flair was one of her favorites. Uh, Hulk Hogan, she loved Hulk Hogan, and like that—that that was the ones that I could think of. But like my favorite out of that pack was always Arn Anderson. I thought I thought the Spinebuster. That, that's why the Spinebuster is my finisher move. Oh, that's sick! But, and I call it the Big Homie Arn. And like, yeah, it's, it's like she she got me she got me into to some wrestling. She always used to look like like uh Arn Anderson matches. So, so at what age or what year or what was the time frame when you started to transition into wrestling? How how did you first get involved with pro wrestling? Like actually wrestling, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, when I turned eighteen, uh, I went to wrestling school. I was like. I went to a place called the uh, Windy City Pro Wrestling. Very like well renowned. Is is no longer a company anymore, but like it was like the the hot. It was like the company in Chicago at one point in time. Like it was it was like all the all the legends in Chicago came from there. The, like Sam DeCero, he was the godfather of Chicago Chicago wrestling. Um, I started training there when I was 18, but I feel like I was a little bit too immature for the, for the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. I had a big mouth. I like, I really was like, eh, like after I found out what like wrestling really, really truly is, I felt like I was better than everybody else. And that kind of just, that kind of just made things worse for me. And I was like, like, like I said, I was too immature for it. So it's just like, I've, I've had, I had some issues where I just had to take time off. And that time off is, I think, ten years, ten years off, and I didn't have, to, I didn't come back to wrestling until I was thirty years old. <laughs> what so, What year was? What year were you around thirty? What year did you come back to to the wrestling scene? Oh, uh, I would say two thousand and eighteen or nineteen. Okay, one of the, one of those two. Yeah. Yeah, I think I met you in it was like October of 2018. I think you had maybe just started up with Wrestle League, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you come back, you take 10 years off, you come back. Um, how do you how do you reintroduce yourself to to pro wrestling in Chicago? Uh, I I just worked hard, man. I just I just worked hard, uh, trained for a year. Like I, I told I told myself I was like, yo, it was kind of like riding a bike, mm-hmm. like re retraining again. I was like, oh, like. I remember how to do this. I remember how to do that. Um, it was it was like riding a bike, and then I just started just asking, like just riding with people to to go to other bookings, and then like it, everything kind of just created its own bridge. And like the way like I work the crowd, and like I always like I always want to shoot a promo for something. Like even if it, even if it's nothing, I would just shoot a promo. And like a lot of a lot of promoters kind of just like took a liking to that started booking me and then this booking became another booking for another promoter and like and all like and it's just like next thing you know is just like all right cool now i'm getting all these matches and like now like i've i've traveled i've traveled all around the country man wrestled bro so 
you talked about wanting to do promos and being in front of an audience and obviously um you know you're you're very comfortable with that from your music background can you talk a little bit about how using that and being in, on stage and in front of crowds and, and getting them hyped and, and getting them energized how that translated to being in the ring and kind of doing that same thing yeah dog it's just like it's obviously like like being like a lot of people are nervous to be in front of crowds even though like they want to be pro wrestlers is like that like with me that just got thrown out the fucking window like you, you could throw that out the window i'm going out and i'm being myself i'm being my character like there is no character i'm like i'm i'm myself i'm always i'm always me you know what i'm saying but is this like you you are you you know how they react you you could look at people and it's like all right cool like I gotta do this. They're not reacting to this. Like it is like sometimes you just call audibles in your game. Sometimes you 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 call somebody out or you 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 make them you make them react. You make them care. Like even if they don't care, you try to make them care, and you try to you try to like you you try to you try to grab them. You try to get them into it right as soon as you get out walk out that curtain. You know what I'm saying? You try to try to grab them as soon as soon as your music hits, as soon as as soon as you get out there, just try to slap slap hands and you know do something. You know, this is just just be just be unique and be be hyped up. Get them all hyped up, and then this is like it kind of just transitions the, through the match. You got still got to tell that story and still take them on a ride for for 10, 15 minutes. You know, this is it's it's pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same like format of everything you know yeah like like once it starts you gotta you gotta get them going you know once you come back to wrestling in 2018 is is wrestle league the first company that you you link up with or is that who you had supplemental training with when you came back or or was it another company and you just happened to fall into place um i guess what i'm getting at is how did how did we end up in the same place at at wrestle league in 2018 so, so my friend uh his name is victus um, he, he was, he was one of the homies to begin with, but I, like, I knew he wrestled and he knew like I wrestled like a long, long time ago, but he would always like at every party, he'd be like, yo, when you going to wrestle again? And I'd be like, ah, man, I ain't gonna wrestle again. Fuck all that. <laughs> like, I'll just be a fan. You know what I mean? He was like, yo, like you're still in, you're still in good shape. Like when you gonna wrestle again, like you, you have the energy, you have the charisma to like be a decent wrestler and or manager he was like yo like and i guess the the wrestle league the, their training center moved and it just happened to move a block away from where i lived oh okay so it was just kind of like he was like bro you ain't got no excuse now <laughs> and so like i came one day and it was it was it was tough because it was like it was the day that they were doing like a thousand squats or something like that. Oh, like they they, they were doing something like ridiculous in training, <laughs> and like that like they they normally do that when like they normally do that shit when they know there's new kids showing up, and they was like, all right, cool, like we're we're gonna we're gonna try to see if these new kids show show back up, and we we still do it now, but it's not like a thousand squats mm-hmm. or anything is like 200 300 and sometimes we we never see those kids again but there's there's a few that still you know still come back for more and i was one of the kids that came back for more and i actually did a hip-hop show at a, at a russell league show and it kind of just like it to introduce my just introduce me to the russell league crowd and 
and all that stuff. It was just like it just became home, you know what I'm saying? Now it just now I'm the champion of it, you know what I mean? Like it, it took three it took three years of me wrestling, three, four years of me wrestling, but it's just like I don't know, it's just it's just home, bro. It just kind of just came out of just like fate is like a friend that was into wrestling and he he was already wrestling and the school moves next like pretty much next door to my house like <laughs> like that that only happens in movies you know what I'm saying like it is it's like some destiny shit you know it is like and it was meant to be it was meant to happen so I yeah, wanted man. to talk to you about becoming champion because you're you're walking into this this show this this huge show that our our podcast has a very very small um part in sponsoring um and i've known i've known john west since 2008 uh one of my closest friends and so um to see his success in promoting shows all over the midwest has been just a just a joy to watch really um but you're the champion of wrestle league walking into that show as the champion defending that title on the show um Talk, talk us through that journey from coming back to wrestling in 2018 to now being the champion. What does that journey for, for, cause a lot of our, our listeners might not be wrestling fans. Obviously, you know, I did a little bit of wrestling. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Trevor, one of our, uh, you know, my co-host, he's a huge wrestling fan. So, um, we've got a lot of friends that are, might know a little bit about wrestling, but not a whole lot. So take us through that journey from coming back and and building a name for yourself and building a reputation and now to be the champion of Wrestle League, what does that journey look like? Shit, that journey look look very long and tough. And <laughs> I day, like days that I thought I was gonna quit on myself, days like that I was gonna just say like fuck it, you know what I mean? But like the the thing that it came down to with Wrestle League was loyalty. When like I, I hate the name drop, but when other school, like I ain't even gonna name drop, but like when other schools in the area opened up, there's a lot of people that left, and there's a lot of people that kind of just turned their back on Russell Lee because they didn't think they they saw the shiny new toy, and they were gonna do their thing. But I stayed because I was loyal to that place, and it it it, it was family. It was like the same like. Like if I'm part of a team, I'm I'm drowning with that team. I'm sinking with the ship. I'm fixing. Mm-hmm. I'm refixing that ship. And I felt like I put in during COVID. I put in the hours, even if I was one of four people training. I was in there. Uh, it's just like like that hard work kind of just all through COVID kind of helped me because I could have just gave up right there and just said uh, I just wait till COVID's over. Nah, I was in there training by myself, like shadow wrestling myself, running the ropes doing billy gun drills by myself with a with a punching with a, a heavy bag like i don't know man it's just it's just one of those things and it's like to finally let that at the anniversary show to finally actually you know hold that belt it was it was something amazing it was something like like i was on i was like at a like I won a WWE championship <laughs> or something i won like i was in ROH or something like what's that the, what's that feel like just like Talk us through that that moment of of oh. working so hard, working through a pandemic. Uh, you take ten years off, you come back to pro wrestling, and and you're the champion now. And and talk us through that moment. Like, what is what's that feel like? Shit, man, it feel like heaven, man. Like it feel like I'm on top of the world. It don't it don't mean it. It don't it don't matter if I'm if I'm wrestling for WWE or I'm wrestling for ROH. Like that moment felt like I was wrestling on the biggest show that anybody could possibly be on. 
And like I like I was emotional. I cried, dog. And I like I, I really don't cry that much, but like I cried for that. It was just like all the wrestling that I watched when I was a little kid, all the video games, my grandma. It was just like all that is like the all the teachers when you're a little kid telling you, uh, like have realistic goals. You ain't gonna be a pro wrestler. Like it like I felt like all that shit just came out in one moment. Yeah. And it was just like it kind of just felt like very like satisfying. And it is like I calmed down a little bit and I was like, yo, this ain't the only big moment I'm gonna have, man. I'm like 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 now I worked hard for this moment. Now now I have to work just as hard for the next moment. And like man, I, I like I felt like I want that feeling again. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like 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 now I want that feeling again. Cause I've that feeling was so like out of body. That was like that was an out of body experience, G. I just remember like when I first started training uh in twenty fifteen, I had someone and I'm not gonna name names, just I mean just like you. I'm not gonna name names, but I had someone tell me like championships are just props. They don't they don't mean they don't mean shit. Like it's all wrestling's fake, it's predetermined, they choose who they want to be champion. You didn't win shit. And 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 I was a rookie at the time, but in so I didn't say it out loud, but in my head I'm just thinking, no, nah, that's that that's not that's not real. That's not, that's not right. Like, fuck you. Like I never, I was never fortunate to, enough to win a title, but I'm just thinking like, if they were to ever put a title on me, that means that they have the trust, the respect, um, that I'm going to, I'm going to put asses in seats to coin, you know, to, to coin a phrase, I'm going to put asses in seats. I'm going to bring people to the show. They're, they're putting their trust in me that I'm going to continue to grow this brand grow that this company do you feel that pressure of being the champion and 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 representing wrestle league on a big show um like black wrestlers matter chicago um to represent and and to bring more people and bring more eyes to to your family to to wrestle league it's there's there's pressure but it's it's good pressure man for sure like 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 I, i thrive in that nervousness i thrive in that like just like you got to hit that game winning shot for the whole company. You got to hit it for the team. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's one of those things. I was like, Oh, like it's going to be on a lot of things. And like, you're like, we are in one of, we are in the top venue in Chicago. Like when it comes to independent wrestling, Yeah, you know, and no telling who might be in that building. You know what I'm saying? There, there's, there's people that actually work, that, that, that are on this card that are in AEW, you know, they, there's past people that are on Black Wrestlers Matter that that are in AEW, you know, you, like, they, there's so many people that might be in that building behind the scenes and, and whatever, and just watching that show, because uh, it's all out weekend, no telling who might be in Chicago, you know, so it's just like, every, every like, I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna wrestle like it's my last match I'm ever gonna wrestle. Uh, so like I like that pressure and I like that I like those odds so like I know Shaq Jordan he's gonna bring it I'm gonna bring it and it's 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 one of those things like I can't wait for it man it's like 11 days away man yeah like like I said um you know I've known I've known uh I've known John West since the times I mean he was training for 3x wrestling here in Des Moines Iowa when I met him and, and now he's promoting shows in, in different States. Like it, it's so crazy. So I've known him and I, I've watched black wrestlers matter, um, grow from a slogan on a t-shirt to, to a real movement. Um, so I've got to kind of see it from, from day one. How did you get involved with, uh, John and, and with black wrestlers matter? 
So, uh, like, like John, yeah, I, he used to come to obviously wrestle league shows, mm-hmm. and like he know, like he kind of sees who the characters are, who the people, like who who the actual, you know, who the people are in the locker room. Um, I like when when it came down to the first Black Wrestlers Matter, uh, you know, there was the Battle Royal. I I just asked to be in the Battle Royal, and some things happen where like you get put in a pre sometimes if you get put in a position you never say you can't do it uh he asked me and uh christopher dixon to do uh commentary he know he knows he he doesn't you know he knows we've never done commentary but he asked us to do commentary and we didn't say no and i guess that first one we knocked it out the park and we did it we did the second one we knocked it out the park again and when I started like just going all around the country, wrestling, going to Seattle, Wisconsin, Minnesota, like, like all over the, all over the fucking place. John's watching, everybody's watching. And he finally just said, you know, you ain't just behind, behind the commentator booth. You're going to wrestle this year. And yeah, man. So (laughs) that's the story of the black wrestlers matter. For sure. For sure. from commentator to, to in the ring. Is this the first uh, Black Wrestlers Matter show that you're getting an opportunity to wrestle on? Or, or did, did oh. you take did you take part in the St. Louis show? I didn't take part in the St. Louis show. I was uh, I, I did the Battle Royal on the first one. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So this is your first opportunity to have a singles okay. match on, on a Black Wrestlers Matter show. Yes, sir. Um, for, for those that might not know and they're learning about you, but Talk a little bit about Shaq Jordan and and your history with him and uh, what this match means, uh, not only for, you know, defending Wrestle League, defending their championship, but also going up against Shaq Jordan. So Shaq Jordan, uh, he's he's one of those people that he's a freak athlete. Uh, I started training when he started training. Uh, He's he's kind of like. If, if New Japan talk about pillars of, of, of New Japan and all that stuff like that, he's one like me, Chris Dixon, Shaq Jordan, and and there's there's a few other people that that are pillars of it. Shaq Jordan obviously is one of the pillars, and like dude, this kid got got pro wrestling in three months. It takes people, it takes some people years to to get their first match. This dude got his first match in three months. And you couldn't even tell that he was a rookie. Wow! And he brings it. He 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 was in he was in the uh, I don't know if he was a Marines or Navy, but he he was he was in the armed forces. Uh, and like his work ethic is like ridiculous. And like I know me and him are gonna have a have a sick match. And we we've been having a little rivalry, man. Like we've had matches all in Wisconsin. We've had matches at Russell League. Um, and like this one is, I feel like this one is, is like our, <laughs> another one in, in that saga. And I feel like this one, this one's going to be the best one. Uh, but Shaq Jordan, he brings it, man. He's, he's very talented. Talk about that. What, why do you feel that this is going to be the best one? Um, is it, is it the show? Is it the, the championship? Is it what, what goes into for you? What goes into a, a high profile match or, or what goes into making a good match? Well, when I say this is the Black Wrestlers Matter is my WrestleMania, you you have it, it, there's a lot that has to come with that. There's a lot of there's a lot of work that has to come with that. There's a lot of 
preparation that goes with that. And Shaq, Shaq Jordan, like he he's a man that 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 steps up to the plate and knocks it out the park when it's when it's time to step up under pressure like myself. And you know, and all eyes are on us. All eyes are on on Russell League. So it's just like obviously you're gonna give it all your all your all. You know, like even if we if we gotta kill each other out there, you know, what I'm saying like. It's just like I feel like it's it's a lot of a lot at stake. There's a lot for people to see. You know, there's, there's there's eyes on our on the Russell League product. You know, so it's just like that. It's important. So obviously, that's gonna be the best one, but it ain't gonna be the last one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So something might top that, but like that match ain't even happened. But like I have confidence in in that that's gonna be a banger of a match. I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned eyes being on you because that that's the whole reason that Black Wrestlers Matter was started. Um, I, I think, uh, and I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't want to speak on on John's behalf, but from what I understand, in, in talking with him around the time that he was creating uh, this this movement, that he felt that black wrestlers were underrepresented, especially here in the Midwest. So he created his own show to feature black wrestlers. Talk a little bit about the opportunity to, to be seen, to be heard as a black wrestler on what is one of the biggest wrestling weekends of the year um, with all out with, uh, I mean, obviously it's a, it's in a completely different country on a completely different continent, but one of WWE's biggest shows of the year is the same weekend, but in Chicago, you have AEW all out. The entire wrestling world has its eyes on Chicago and, and you guys are part of that weekend. What does that feel like to, to have all the eyes on you? Shit. I, I feel amazing, bro. Like I ain't like, I ain't never like wrestled this is like the first time I wrestled on like an actual, like a big show weekend. So it's just like, no telling, like, like I said before, no telling who might show up. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it, there's a lot of people, there's, there's GCW shows going on, but nobody, like there's a lot of people that don't want to go to Hoffman Estates and everybody knows the venue to be at is local square auditorium. Mm-hmm. And like, man, that, 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 that felt good. That, that feel amazing man is just like you put on for you put on for your for your brand you put on for your culture you put on like you put on for so many things you put on for your city you're like you're putting on for so many things but it, it's it, like like being part of that weekend being part of that show just just being part of just like just just eyes man like that's that's a big it's a big weekend bro is a potentially sold out show like 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 who like who knows it's like yo let, let's go to logan square auditorium let's get it let's get it popping like that that na- that whole neighborhood loves wrestling so it's like you see wrestling in that building is just like hey it's just like just being a part of that is a big deal to me man and I, I, I feel like man i feel on top of the world with that man so this podcast is going to go out on Sunday um, in, in hopes that people listen to it over over the next week um, before your show um, in Chicago. If someone might be listening to this and they're on the fence about making the trip to Chicago, coming out to Logan Square, I've heard John describe Black Wrestlers Matter shows as, as uh, the wrestling equivalent to a cookout. Talk a little bit about the atmosphere what Black Wrestlers Matter shows feel like and what they can expect um, at Black Wrestlers Matter Chicago. 
bro, we got Hennessy, we got food just <laughs> cooking. Like, like, like John, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get a man's secrets away, but there might be a grill in the parking lot. We might be grilling. We got the music blasting, obviously, that I mentioned Hennessy, but like j- just the aura and the vibe of it is just amazing, bro. Like you, you could be any color and show up and it's, it's open to everybody. But damn, like you don't want to miss the show. You got to realize coming out that first show, you got top flight. They mm-hmm. AEW. You got Darius and Dante Martin. That was and the, if I remember right, that's the show that they unmasked at, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And it is you got you got uh you got more people that that have been on AEW TV from that first show. You you've had you've had students in uh, uh the 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 uh, factory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's. It's it's one of those things is like yo, this this show, this show is is a is a is a show that can get you to the next level. That would like 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 a lot, a lot of people each year that you see the next week you see them on AEW TV or you see them on WWE TV doing something for sure. And it, it, that that's super important. And it's like no telling like if if you you buy a ticket, no telling what who you might see you might see the next rock you might see the next stone cold steve austin like no telling what you might see who you might see you might see a star in the, a star in the making so like that, that that's what makes this show so important as a fan you you got to show up and you you might see the next cm punk at this show you know what i mean like like you, you never know what you might see and that, that that's why this black wrestlers matter show means the world that's why i'm saying it's my wrestlemania yo yeah like like if you whoever's listening you have no idea what you might see who you might see what what stars might come out of this this night you know what i mean so you you have an opportunity to see that person for the first time yeah i'm i'm super excited for you just just sitting down talking with you just uh just hearing your passion and 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 um becoming passionate about this show myself through osmosis um and as the as the wrestler that we chose to sponsor through this podcast man um i wish you nothing but the best of luck no disrespect to shock jordan but you're our guy you know you're our guy at ice cream sunday podcast so um man i'm nothing but nothing but the best wishes for you um as you go in and, and defend your title and uh and nothing but best wishes for wrestle league too you guys were amazing when um when John brought us down a, a car full of us guys from Iowa to come and wrestle at a show. Um, it was, uh, the same night as, as, uh, Connor McGregor and Khabib and just, to to be in that building. And even after the show, just hang out with you guys. It was just, it felt like one big family just, just hanging out. And it was, uh, it was an awesome experience. One of the best locker rooms I've ever been a part of. So, um, for you to be representing Wrestle League on that show, it feels like you're, I mean, I only wrestled there once, but I mean, it feels like you're res, uh, representing me as well. Cause I, I feel like a, a small, small part of that Wrestle League family. So uh, it's good to see representation for Wrestle League on, on such a big show, man. I, 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 I love it. So uh, anything that we haven't already talked about that you uh, want to share with the listeners um, that they might not, not already know. Oh man, I, I think we got everything covered. We got the music, we got the wrestling, uh, we we got all that. But if if anybody want to hit me up, uh, I got I got two pages. I got just like my little personal page is uh the Ewok with uh two Ks, and then I I got Ewok Pro. It's 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 just Ewok Pro with two Ks and Pro. So 
you can find me on that. And you can find all my music on Spotify and uh, wherever, you, wherever you can stream music. Just type in the Ewok with two Ks. You'll find it. And YouTube and all that stuff. You can see all my matches, all the beatdowns I'll be giving people. And, like, yo, just, just check it out. See, see what y'all get into. Because if y'all like old school, if y'all like... If y'all like the old King's Road Japanese style, like you gonna love the Ewok. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm the new king. I'm I'm the new king of old school. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, come on, let's get it popping, man. If uh, if fans of professional wrestling were to go to YouTube, look up your your work. What's uh what's the best example? What's what's your favorite match that's online available for people to to take a look at? And we'll share that match as well. But what's what's the match that uh, you would say, hey, take a look at this. This is what I'm all about. I would hope it's all uh, is the uh, the the last man standing match that I had with uh, Shane Foster. Uh, it was uh, it was I think it was it was the, the yeah the title match that I was actually won the Wrestle League title. Uh, it should yeah, it should be on uh, YouTube, but yeah, me versus Shane Foster for the Russell League title. Uh, I believe it was the last man standing match. So awesome! Check that. Check that out. And then uh, like one of my other favorite matches of the year is me versus uh Joey Jet Avalon. That was another one of my favorite matches of the year. So check both of those out. Uh, you know, it's just to see what the what my style is all about and what the Ewok is all about. It's all about that fight, that grit, some of that old school style. Let's get it popping. The boom bath of wrestling, you know. Mm-hmm.